Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdrafts up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Hey, listen, are you looking to take your So Let's Talk About It podcast experience to the next level? Well, you have to join the VIP circle. We're calling it the Close Friends. And the Close Friends is where you're going to get behind the scenes access, looking at what does it really take to create this show? And you're going to get first access to everything that we're doing. We're talking about live events. We're talking about merchandise. You're going to know first. But what I'm most excited about is a new segment we're launching to the show called the comment section. In the comment section is where we're going to be answering your questions. We're going to be answering your comments and responding live on the show. And so we want to hear from you. This is not just us talking. It's not just entertainment but it's a community. We're all on this self-discovery journey together. So we want to hear from you. So make sure you click the link in the show notes. So let's talk about it pod.com and join the VIP circle, come into the close friends and we can't wait to hear from you now back to the show. Okay. So I think a lot of times people talk about personality types a hell of a lot, right? They're talking about all the ways that we're different, but do you know your money personality? No, but I'm pretty sure you better tell me with pleasure let's talk about it <laughs> let's talk about it what's going on everybody with your host malcolm and Brittany garrison and you're listening to let's talk about it let's talk about it is a space where we unpack life's transitions and their effects on millennials as entrepreneurs and millennial parents we've navigated a lot of life transitions and we're here to share those experiences with you while challenging perspectives and engaging in open dialogue y'all ready let's talk about it let's talk about it we're on vacation, and um, my mom gives me two books. And, you know, my parents are marriage counselors, and so, of course, they got a whole bunch of stuff about relationships and whatever. But they gave, she gave me two books, and they were both about money. One of them we already talked about, which was the eight um, discussions for every couple or whatever. Yeah. But this one blew me away, the five money personalities, because I literally feel like people talk about, you know, what's your love language? You know, what's your attachment style? (laughs) We talked about how we love in season one. But have we talked about money personality? I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, I never knew a money personality was a thing. But it makes so much sense. When we break this down, I mean, I think it's a game changer, not only um, for just like couples, but I think it's a game changer to really understand like who you are and how you deal with it. Because I think a lot of conversation, even we've had conversations in business that, you know, there were issues around money based off of your personality though. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you do, like if you had to answer this, you know, to just pose a question to start this episode, how do we differ? Because when I break down the money personalities, I want to know from your perspective, what is different about us financially? Like how we deal with money. I think how we deal with money. I think you're an unconscious spender. Mm, unconscious. Okay. Meaning like you, you won't think twice. And for me, I'll think three, four, five, and even eight times mm. uh, before I make a decision around spending some money. Okay. Um, I think I'm more long-term thinking around money like uh, and more intricate, like more so I want to know the interest rate. I want to know everything, you know? Yes. Because uh, I want to get the best deal possible. No, that makes sense. And you think I'm an unconscious spender? Yes. So you think I think just not at all? No, I think, I don't think you, you don't think not at all. I think, I think you just think less than I do <laughs> about, about it. Like, I think, you know, you, you would be completely okay with investing some money somewhere and not knowing all the facts. For me, 
I want to know all the facts. I want to know uh, past performance. I want to know everything before I make that decision to to invest my money somewhere or spend my money in in, in a place. No, it's for you, I think you'll be a lot quicker to make the decision. But I think I think opposites attract, and I think they they make sense. And so, you know, the point of I, I just really this exciting this conversation excites me the most because I really feel like it's something that um, a lot of people struggle with because they never understand why they're so different from their partner or from their friends or whatever financially but it's just because we see it differently and I think when you now know it's all about self-awareness we're talking about self-discovery we're talking about um, self-improvement but it's all about understanding those things so that you can articulate it properly and so that you can see people for who they are and what it is they need from you does that make sense yeah it do and so welcome to the five money personalities because so you are hype about this No, no, no I'm, I'm hype about it because we're completely different And we know that already Yeah, we are But yeah. it's different when you actually have words to put with it Versus what the hell is wrong with you And why are you spending all the money Yeah I You know agree. what I mean Or why I'm looking at you where I'm like, yo Why are we working so hard? Why are we creating so much, you know, financial security for ourselves If we never gonna touch the money It's stupid yeah. You I know really, what I'm I saying? I think you've told me that before Yes, like I will never forget I will never forget, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're talking about we're in a peak season in business, peak season in entrepreneurship, and literally I'm I'm like, dude, I mean, how many more weeks are going to go by? How many more months are going to go by? <laughs> Where you're literally saying let's put 92% of our income into the savings account, which, you know, I think on the back end, <laughs> on the back end, you don't, what, what one of my mentors, he said this, he said, um, you got to make money. You got to make money and do right with your money so that when you need your money, your money can can do what it needs to do for you. Yeah. Um, and so I, I that's why I think it's so important, because a lot of people just we just have differences and we butt heads and we clash because we don't have words to make it make sense or to start to understand the purpose. I mean, the person. And so, like, the purpose for this conversation isn't like to just point out flaws or anything like that It's really to like create the conversation one. Because that's what, you know, that's what we're here to do is to create the conversation, but to help ourselves, um, help us understand ourselves better. Yeah. Right. And each other. Yeah. And each it. other and the way that we think about and deal with money itself. Right. And so uh, the five money personalities, it's a saver, mm-hmm. <laughs> a saver, Why a spender, because. <laughs> He's going to save or laugh. Sorry. What is that? Sorry. Saver. No laugh. Trying not to laugh. Okay. <laughs> a saver, a spender, a risk taker, a security seeker, and a flyer. And a flyer. A flyer. If you had, if you, if if you heard those, right? Mm-hmm. What do you identify with first? Um, hearing those five, I identify with saver and security seeker. Okay. Um, Man. When I heard these, I definitely said those were you. Really? Um, okay. Yes. So you have a primary and you have a secondary. Okay. Your primary, as I break these down, right? Your primary is the one that you identify the most with, and your secondary is going to be the one that you know it makes sense and it's close to me, but it ain't. It, it's it's like it ain't up there with the the other one that's like directly you me. Gotcha. Okay. Um, what would you say I am? <laughs> you already said I'm a spender. Yeah, I would just say that. Okay, I'm a spender. I know that, but the other one that I identify with, of course, was a risk taker. Yeah, so what's a risk taker? A flyer? No, no, no. A risk ta- a flyer is another one. There's oh, risk taker is one. Yeah, I yeah, forgot, I forgot about one. that one. Yeah, dang, that's you, risk taker. <laughs> I don't think more so the other one. Yeah, I don't really much. think I, I actually don't think I'm a spender for, sure. for real. 
No, I don't Ooh. see. No, it, it, you don't have a spending habits. You don't spend a lot of money. No, but you'll um, you'll risk some money in a heartbeat. Oh my God, right? What's happening over here? <laughs> Why are you right here being loud as hell? Oh my God. Um, I think you'll you'll definitely you won't mind risking money. And here's my thing: it's not it's not that just the risk is that you don't have calculated risk. No, I don't think it's not having calculated risk. risk. I think it's a plan. That's that's my that's what I'm saying. That's calculation though. Like if you have a plan around <laughs> what you're trying to do with this money short term and the long term. Yeah. Then it makes sense. But you be like, Okay, I like that or I see the potential in that. All right, I'm ready to invest <laughs> into that. I'm more so like, how do we get the hell out of it? You no, know what I'm saying? That. Like, how do but we get again, out of this? Again, and I think that's where, you know, having, you know, a two-person a two person household and having um, somebody to bounce that shit. Are we? <laughs> what am I about to cut <laughs> so hard? You, you know? was about to cut the hardest jacks. <laughs> and it literally was, was so unnecessary. Oh, but to God. have some somebody to bounce it off of to, like, have those conversations. Like, I even have friends that are like that. Like, I have friends that are heavy spenders i have friends that are risk takers i have friends that are super savers or you know we have friends that are they're like oh yeah. no me and malcolm the same and it's not it's all my it's my female friends that are always you i'm always like the really guy. that's crazy um that's surprising that the women are more so with my mentality it depends uh, on the couple around money it does and know. and the man is on the other side uh, i don't think so it depends, it depends, on, on, the it couple. depends on the couple and, I, and that's everything, everything nobody's the same everybody's not the same whatever but here, here we go. All right. The first one is the saber. Okay. So the way that I'm gonna break this down, I'm gonna talk about the characteristics. Okay. And then I'm gonna talk about what they need to be aware of. What are the what are the flaws to that personality? Right. Okay. So the first one is the saber. Let's dissect this. Malcolm Garrison. The first one is the Malcolm Garrison. And if you uh, feel like you are him, this is you. <laughs> <laughs> this is whoever this is applies. Yes. To. So. Um, so the saver, here are the characteristics. They get a genuine rush from saving money. They love it. Like a hard one? I mean, do you get a hard one from <laughs> being in the bank account? No, but I, I like to see it. I like okay. to see it. They're organized, they're responsible, and they are very trustworthy with the finances. I'm extremely responsible. You are, and you are trust, trustworthy. Basically, like you're not gonna, they're not gonna <laughs> risk, they're not gonna go to the to the uh, pumpkin table and put the house up. Heck no, <laughs> never. They rarely spend impulsively. Never. Definitely never. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to. Be, I'm, I'm gonna let you. Yeah, I'll react to these because this is me, a hundred percent. I'm never risk the boat. And they avoid credit card debt. All right, so here's my thing about credit card debt. Okay. I would love to avoid credit card debt, and I agree. I don't like credit card debt, but I do. The other side of me, understanding uh, business and understanding how to grow grow business and funding and stuff like that, I understand that sometimes it can be necessary to create more income. 70% of Americans don't have $1,000 in their bank account, and it's not because they're financially illiterate or that they don't want to learn. It's because no one has given them room to learn. But that's about to change, and I'm going to tell you why. I created a platform called Better Finance Academy, a financial literacy program designed to put you in front of your finances, present and future. We're going to show you how to protect your entire financial house, whether it's understanding your money personality or showing you how we created five different income streams within one year. Better Finance Academy isn't just talk. It's where talk actually meets action. Whether you've been in business for years or you're a millennial looking to create 
a better financial foundation for yourself, Better Finance Academy is for you. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to join the waitlist at betterfinancewaitlist.com so you can be the first one to know when the program actually goes live. That's betterfinancewaitlist.com where coaching finally meets your financial goal. Now, let's get back to the episode. So the whole goal is always for me to create more income in order to save more in order to have my security. So <laughs> any way I can do that, I'll do. But what I do think about when, when it comes to credit card debt is how much am I going to be paying in interest? And I break that down. And as long as I can um, stay at a certain level of interest that I'm comfortable with, I'm comfortable with taking on the debt. Is that is that what debt. you feel like like the the, the worst part about credit cards? Like, because you know our parents like you think about college and you know the biggest thing that everybody says don't go take out no credit cards and all the stuff like that. Do you feel like yeah. it was because people aren't properly educated on credit or how to um, utilize debt properly that we create the stigmas around it to where the simple thing being what you just said is like okay what's the interest rate not just even on credit but you're talking about cars APRs um, is it APR APY. APR, I think, uh, yeah, whatever. Whatever the interest That's is on on, on your car, what is the interest on, you know, your credit cards. Um, but I feel like there's never been the proper conversations around it, and that's why a lot of people don't understand how to either utilize the debt properly. Um, because even with credit cards, I mean, you get so many freaking um, rewards. Yeah, you do. I think, from to your question, yes, I think that is part of the trauma within black People and black people in the community mm-hmm. is that we've been taught that um, debt is a bad thing. Credit card debt is the worst thing in the world, and some of it is true. The only thing that's true about it is your discipline around money and how you spend your money and replace the debt. That I mean, not replace the debt, but pay your 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 debt off. Mm-hmm. And I think our parents probably wasn't educated on how to do it. Mm-hmm. That they got themselves in a whirlwind of debt that they couldn't control. And now all of a sudden, now I'm going to teach my child, no, you don't want no credit card. You don't want no charge card. You don't want none of this Mm -hmm. because all of this is going to put you in more and more debt. And we already deal with that as millennials anyway. Yeah. High extreme amount of debt because of student loans and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I get it. But if you're not educated around money and how to use it, other people's money, OPM, Mm -hmm. for your benefit, then yes, you are going to feel like that. Well, is that because also like the thing I think with our parents is what you said like is payments. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people look at payments like it's cheaper, like you don't pay. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like, remember we? What you mean? Like, we, like all right, we was at the store, and uh, the guy told us that this thing that we were about to buy for the podcast was like, oh, okay, cool, it's five hundred dollars. Or you can get a you can get a credit card, and you could do it was like five payments. It's like, why would I do that when I have the money to pay for it? You know what I'm saying? Right. Whereas like sometimes you'll look at that like it's a oh well instead of spending five hundred dollars, I can spend one twenty five today and I can hold on to that. Like you don't have to pay. Yeah, you 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 have to pay eventually and you may pay even more depending on if they hit you with an interest rate. Correct. And so that's what I feel like like our know. parents, like they were the payment people. Like you know what I'm saying? 100% like, uh, you finance know, everything. It's 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 you know fifteen hundred easy payments of two dollars. Like what the hell is that? Why would I fifteen hundred? How I see it is if I can't buy it twice, I shouldn't buy it outright. I shouldn't find I definitely shouldn't finance it and I shouldn't buy it. Unless you're talking about like a car note, like you have to you have to have a car. You have to be able to live. Right, yeah. So what you need to be negotiating then is more so what am I gonna be paying over time? Yeah. More so. But So, yeah, that's the saver. Um, those are the characteristics, but here are some of the flaws that they have. They're a joy stealer. (laughs) 
<laughs> Hear me when I say. How so? Please talk a to me joy, about this. A, a joy stealer? How? how Absolutely. How was a, a saver, joy stealer? a joy stealer? Because you literally just suck the fun out of everything because now we have to calculate the risk. That's, I mean, it's really horrible. When I talk about my personality type, it don't make sense, but it's like you think about those moments where it's like, okay, just what I was talking about. We're making this money, mm-hmm. right? I think this week in particular, can I say figures? What do you mean figures? Like, like, can I say, like, can I give a real life example? Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. Okay, so this real was talk, like yeah. one of our business, like our biggest weeks in business, right? Okay. I think we made like $23,000 Okay. for the week. And... I'm like, let's go to the mall. And you are looking at me saying, I think we say, (laughs) y'all. I kid you not. We probably saved 18 grand. 18, maybe 19,000 of that. And I'm just like. 29, But we had, I think it was like rent week or something like that. So I'm just like, bro, like, are you literally telling me that we're going to spend this money on our bills? And now, nothing? Like, why are we doing this? That's what I mean by a fun sucker. And it's not to say, like, I'm trying to go yeah. spend $20,000 in a mall. I'm not trying to do right, that. Right, yeah, I agree. But, but it, and I think that goes back to, like, even when we talked about, like, identity, the episode on that, where it's like, that's also one of the things where it's like, I'm not even, I'm not even going to give myself nothing to celebrate. Like, that was the biggest week I've ever had as a business owner and ever in life, actually, not even just as a business owner. Yeah. That was like one of the, that's a, that's a pivotal milestone that we're not celebrating because there's a fun sucker in the house. All right, so you want, you want to know the mindset behind that? No, no, no. I get the, you can tell the mindset. I get the mindset. I know that. But for the sake of the episode, yes. So the, the mindset behind that is, is if I save that amount of money, I'm thinking about what I'm paying in taxes on that money. And I'm thinking about, how long can that money last me if this doesn't happen? So what a saver is thinking is more so about nothing lasts forever. This is where you talk about the, the, the uh, fun sucker and pessimistic mentality mm-hmm. that the saver has. They have to have this, the uh, pessimistic standpoint or, or point of view when it comes to saving money because if you don't, you will spend, you will overspend because you'll think this money is going to come forever. Nothing lasts forever. Especially money like that like like it i mean it can last forever don't get me wrong generational wealth and stuff like that but what i'm saying is it's the mentality that you treat it with mm-hmm. if i treat this if i treat this money this first good week i have like i'm always going to have a good week like that i'm already starting myself with bad habits no i understand that because i do know you know at a there was a period so of time even when i worked even when i worked you know for the government when i worked for the government at 20, I mean, at 18 years old, right? Mm-hmm. At 18 years old, my very first job, I never had like, you know, I didn't do fast food. I didn't work at like Rainbow or nothing like that. I never did retail. I started at the government. So my very first job, my biweekly check was literally like $1,700, $1,400, something like that. Mm-hmm. I think my very first job, $1,400. I don't have any bills. Okay. And that might have contributed to the spender habits that I have is that I didn't have any bills when I first started making money. I wasn't making six hundred dollars a week. You know what I'm saying? Or every other week. Mm-hmm. I'm making fourteen hundred and I don't have any expenses. You know what I'm saying? And so now I'm in a position where I'm literally allotting myself five, six hundred dollars just to spend. Yeah. I tell my friends, no, don't worry about it. We can go out to eat. I got it. Don't I'm good. We good. <laughs> we good. You know what I'm saying? I got you. Because 
I had the money. Right. And so I think it's like the it's it's knowing that I have it. Especially if you work. If you work a nine to five, you know as long as I keep showing up to this jump, I'm gonna get my check. Come again. You know what I'm saying? And so I think what happened with me as an entrepreneurship is that because I had come from a corporate space, I'm used to money definitely continuously being what it is. Yeah. But then coming from a corporate to now going to entrepreneurship when that ain't the case. Right. Everything changed where it's like I get it too. Um and understanding and I'm not saying it in a bad way, but it is a no, fun no. sucker because you do have those moments where you just wanna be you just wanna celebrate the right. fact that I've done this or the fact that I got it and I can do it and sometimes and I'll say like even those moments for me where it was like I got it so I'm gonna do it. Right. Once I did it I have no desire to do it anymore. Like it, it's not like a, it becomes a habit. And I think what happens is when people start making money, especially as entrepreneurs, their first thing is to spend it. Yes. That I, is I mean, I, I, Cause I, you're not taught, you're not taught about money. And then when you make the most money you've ever made, you're, you're, you're just not taught what to do with how to manage it or anything like that. And it's, Thank God sometimes you have somebody in your corner mm-hmm. that can kind of, that has a maybe a different personality than you yeah. that can kind of help you learn um, some things to do mm-hmm. or maybe even just kind of give you some discipline, you know? Yes. So a joy stealer, the second one is that they're <laughs> overly focused on financial goals. So they won't enjoy yeah. life. And that's what yeah, that was. That's so true. Like yeah. you won't enjoy life because I'm so focused on wake up, wake the future. Wake up every day. Like how am I going to make a million? <laughs> you know, but not even just that because we're talking about saving. We're not even talking about earning. Too, You're talking yeah. about putting it away. And so you won't enjoy life because I'm I'm I got my rainy day fund and it might rain. Right. You always think about it might rain. It oh might gosh. rain. It might rain. And they're cheap. Extremely, extremely cheap. Badge of honor. Badge of honor. Okay, so it says savers can be great partners because here's you know, this is why they're great. All right, give, okay. you know, give my flowers. Let me give you your flowers. <laughs> Here's why savers can be great partners because they are careful about spending and usually spend wisely. However, the challenge is for them to see money as a means to an. Um, the challenge is for them to see money as a means um, to an end, not an end itself. Money's just a tool. See it as correct. So, welcome to our savers. Um, welcome. Yes, it's okay. We love you guys. I, I, I appreciate it because it has helped me. And I've never, the crazy thing is, as much as I was a spender, I was also you can a save. No, definitely you can like, save. I do not play about saving. You, you can save. It's, it's, it's the other stuff. No, it's a happy medium. I, I have a balance. Yeah. But saving isn't, isn't my primary. That's not your. <laughs> it's not, not my your, secondary either. Yeah, Jesus. So the next one is a spender. The spender's characteristics are they live in a moment. Hmm. Are you reacting for me too? I am. (laughs) All right. They live in the moment. They love to buy things for other people. I love to give. I love an opportunity. I love a birthday. I love a baby shower. I love a, 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 you just had a baby. I love a, you just started a business. You just got a new, I love it. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just a card. Legit. Um, I get you and I get a thrill. I'm saying I now. <laughs> I we <laughs> spenders get a thrill from purchases. Why though? To walk me through this. Walk me through the mindset of getting a thrill for a purchase. Because for me, when I make a purchase, I'm like, I'm like, dang. I just depleted my security blanket. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm like, dang. Should I have bought that? I'm, I'm contemplating. Like, yeah, no. Was I it just, worth it? Was it worth the money? The thing about being a spender is like you just don't think about it. It's not a thing. Like money, money. Like I can go to Target. Mm-hmm. 
if I go and, and honestly, women, uh, you know, it's funny. Remember the other day I asked you, I was on your phone and you didn't have the Amazon app. Yeah. And I thought that that was the funniest thing because men always talk about women ordering from Amazon all the time. And when I just saw that you didn't have the app at all, I was like, why yeah. don't you have the Amazon app? What do I need the app for? And that's so crazy. But because I think that that really is a testament to like sex, like male and female mm-hmm. of what they like. But I think as a spender, like if I walk into Target, I might have went there to get diapers. Okay. When you walk into Target, they put this $5 section at the front for you to walk through where it's just little knickknacks and cute little stuff like this. You know what I'm saying? $5. Then I'm going to go through the baby section and to start the baby section, I'm going to go through the clothes to get to the diapers. Once I get through the diapers, I'm going to probably go look through the home section. I might get a little toy, might get some new plates for the baby. Um, And then I'm going to go through the home section, look at towels. And then I'm going to go grab a bottle of wine, probably um, like kombucha or something like that i'm gonna find some kind of random thing maybe some cups or we might have needed some laundry detergent too since i'm out i'm gonna get some air fresheners okay but that's it's like and then when i get to the register only reason i'm going to think about how much i spent is because i'm gonna think about what you're going to say about it so but it's that just whole not, time you hadn't thought about me at all you hadn't thought about what i was yeah no because it's only about how much it costs because if i go to the register and it only costs me about 50 bucks i don't really care mm-hmm. but when it comes to the register and it's at 250 i'm like oh shit um i didn't mean that's target for you <laughs> target to definitely get you but you know what i'm saying like it's just not a thing like you're not thinking about it it's just it's that's just what it is like if i see a course that i want to take or an ebook is 47 dollars, my thought is to get it it's not to ask no, the thing is, to, you, you don't need to add. I think it's just so. Here, let me read you the. the okay. Let me re- read you the. Be aware of these things. Okay. We're impulse buyers. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's what it is. We're impulse buyers. So it's just like, if we were around in the infomercial age, oh my gosh, my God, they would get you <laughs> yes. every day. Yes, I mean, I'm like the person that sees those commercial, the ads that people put for their e-commerce stores. Um, that's like a juice squisher where you could put a fruit in the middle and just squeeze it and it'll make you pomegranate juice. I need that. And you don't. I do. We're impulse buyers. We can't differentiate between wants and needs because our I response agree. is always, I, I need okay. it. Yeah, I agree and you're that. like, you don't need it. I really want it, but I need it because I need it. No, you need it because you saw it. Y- y'all like kids. <laughs> if I saw it, now I want it. It's like, yes. What? It says we're non-communicative. So... It can come off as being sneaky or secretive. Oh, wow. Excuse me? I said, oh, wow. No, I heard you, but you said it in a way like you had more to say. No, I had, I said it in a way like, oh, this is news to me. I said it like this is news to me. Okay. Yeah. Um, They are often filled with regret. How so? Because if I need the money for something else or like if I'm tapping into another budget or something, you know, stuff like that, where it's like, okay, well maybe this was rent money or maybe we're close to rent week. It might not be rent money. I would never do that, but maybe we're close to rent week. Maybe we're close to, you know, whatever. And it's like, ah. did I go to target before I went to the grocery store? Gotcha. And now I'm going to pull from the Malcolm money pot (laughs) to go get the groceries when I spent the grocery money at target. Oh, God. Does that make sense? It's like, so now it's like you kind of got to finesse and finagle how to rationalize. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why? But at the end of the day, then you still go home and you don't care. Like, it's just, yeah. it just is what it is. Like, I literally. Yeah, it is what it is. 
that's that's the habits of a spender. Um, we're a budget breaker. That was the next one. We're a budget breaker. Budget breaker. Mm. And that's why budgeting has always been so hard for me is because I'm I know. <laughs> you can't stay within it. It depends. I will stay within it based off of my goals because when I was ready to move to Atlanta, yeah, if you have a goal, there was no there yeah. was no breaking my savings habits. Like, this is how much I need for transportation. This is how much I need um, for my one and a half bills I had to pay. Mm-hmm. This and then, like, if I I think I was making like um, sixteen something every check. Yeah, twelve of it went to my savings every 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 other week. Okay. But that, that's because you had a goal, though. I had a goal. Same. So when we're talking home ownership, when we're talking, you know, you're, even now, when we're financial planning right now, and I think that's the, the other part. That's the part about growing up. We've been together for almost 10 years, but we're just now having conversations where we're consistently doing financial planning. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree. So where now we can have the conversation, like, what are the family goals for us to focus on so that now I know, okay, here's my, my little allotment, or I need to go get my own money. Yeah, that that's always the answer. <laughs> All right. So it says a spender can be a great partner because what was funny in this book is what they say. A spender can be a great partner because she. What? It Savers she. can be great partners because, because he. It said he. I think I wrote that. That's yes, right. There you go. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. So, because she. <laughs> will never let finances get in the way of truly living life to its fullest. Wow. The challenge for the spender is to respect the money expectations of her spouse, particularly if that person is a saver. So you expect me to want to spend like you? Or? No, no, no. The challenge for me. Oh, okay, got it. Okay. Is to respect the money expectations of the part, of, the, of, of the other yeah, person. Of other person, yeah. Especially gotcha. because he's a saver. Elaborate. Why you think that is? Oh, because it's what I just said. Like, if I spent a thousand dollars a day, would you be questioning me? Yes. Why? Because of the amount. <laughs> Why? Because it's not. It definitely wasn't in the budget. That's literally that's the exact answer. Gotcha. And so if I spent a thousand dollars, I got to answer. Look, guys, seventy percent of Americans don't have a thousand dollars in a bank account. It's not because they're financially illiterate or that they don't want to learn. It's because no one has given them room to learn. And that's about to change, and I'm going to tell you why. I created a program called Better Finance Academy, a financial literacy program designed to put you in front of your finances, present and future. We're going to show you how to protect your entire financial house, whether it's understanding your money personality or showing you how we created five different six-figure income streams within one year. See, Better Finance Academy isn't just talk. It's where talk meets action. Whether you've been in business for years or you're a millennial, Looking to better your financial situation, Better Finance Academy is for you. So what I want you to do, I want you to go to betterfinancewaitlist.com so you know when the program actually goes live. Again, that's betterfinancewaitlist.com, where coaching finally meets your financial goals. Now let's get back to the episode. Hey, listen, are you looking to take your So Let's Talk About It podcast experience to the next level? Well, you have to join the VIP circle. We're calling it the Close Friends And the close friends is where you're going to get behind the scenes access, looking at what does it really take to create this show? And you're going to get first access to everything that we're doing. We're talking about live events. We're talking about merchandise. You're going to know first. But what I'm most excited about is a new segment we're launching to the show called the comment section. In the comment section is where we're going to be answering your questions. We're going to be answering your comments and responding live on the show. And so 
we want to hear from you. This is not just us talking. It's not just entertainment, but it's a community. We're all on this self-discovery journey together. So we want to hear from you. So make sure you click the link in the show notes. So let's talk about it pod.com and join the VIP circle. Come into the close friends and we can't wait to hear from you. Now back to the show. For that Because that's not in your expectation for our finances right now. Wow. Okay. I got you. So it would cause more, it would definitely cause problems because that, but it's understand. It's like, but I I would be curious to know, you know, of course this is, these are snippets. This is like not, this is like literally probably like seven pages worth of this book as a whole. Mm -hmm. But I think these are important to talk about because a lot of people don't know that they even exist. And so I I say that to say, um, the interesting part is I'd be curious to know how does how the saver starts to transition when they're married to a saver or you're with the saver or your part even business partners is your business partner a saver you know what i'm saying yeah um and you know they make great for, for great people because they're willing to do what needs to be done i agree with that but sometimes they're fearless yes that's the thing they're fearless so you know where you may be timid um they they are completely on go mm-hmm. so that that is a i think a a positive Yes, I just there has to be a happy medium. I think that's where compromise, you know, really has to start happening. Yeah, I agree. So here's the risk taker. This is this is my primary. My primary was risk taker, and we'll drop the the actual link to take the quiz um, in the show notes so that you can take it for real. Because it's not enough to really listen. You want to take the quiz because it's gonna be crazy. Because I think we did it, mm-hmm. and you were definitely a saver and a security a security seeker and a saver. Mm-hmm. The risk takers. These are big picture people. Everything is amazing, people. It's all gonna work out. It's all, it's all gonna, make gonna sense. work out. And when it happens, when this hits, I am, I am, I am. <laughs> Malcolm knows me to know. Like I'm out here. I'm gonna send you six month projections, two year projections, literally. Literally. Here's the amount from this this investment of this amount by the end of the year in eleven months. It's going to be <laughs> this amount of money, and then. Oh my gosh, it's off to the races, and I got you projections for the next two. Rich, <laughs> like oh my gosh. Er, we're not concerned about the details or the hows. We move fast on opportunities. So yeah, so walk me through the mindset of, I guess, a risk taker. Like, do you not care for the long term? Effects or do you not care? Do you not? I don't think that it's a not care. I don't think it's a not care. But sometimes you have to seize your opportunity. You have to seize your moment. I can't imagine if I didn't move to Atlanta at the time that I did. I can't imagine if I, you know, what I'm saying because everything start started in my life. Everything escalated in my life when I moved to Atlanta. I don't think that that happens if I'm staying secure at my job. Yeah, I think there's a brilliance in a risk taker. Like there, there's a certain brilliance, meaning they're so uh, they're so unapologetic and goal oriented mm-hmm. that it doesn't matter what the risk is, I'm willing to take it. Yes, and that I think is what brings so much uh, success sometimes, especially people in business and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like that can bring so much um, you know success because you don't think you you don't think twice. You're like I'm I'm doing this. And there, that that is a genius in it. Mm-hmm. I think my I, my issue with it, or my issue with a risk taker, is that they they will jump off the ledge without taking all the proper precautions, or think about all the different outcomes before 
um, actually taking well, the risk. Well, the point of the risk is to see the the positive in it. It's not about that's what it says. It says we don't think about the details of how and we move fast on opportunities. The next one is that we get a rush from trying new stuff because the thing mm. is the people that we watch that don't try new things are the shoulda coulda woulda people. That makes sense. They're typically shoulda coulda woulda people where it's like, dang, I had an opportunity and I thought too much. Yeah, no, but so so but to to challenge that is that. Somebody can be a risk taker, but they can be somebody that they're going to doubt every I, they cross every T, and, and then that's they're okay. take their risk. But the risk taker that's also a dot crosser, I-er, and T-er <laughs> yeah. is the one that probably gets a different position. When you think about stuff like timing, especially in businesses, right? When you think about timing, if somebody told you, like especially from the network marketing perspective, right? When we joined our company, uh, when I joined the company at the beginning, right? My mentor sent me the video. I saw the vision. I saw the value. And I said, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Right? There were other people that had been working with him way longer than I had that thought about it. Yeah. And that changed and, and determined positioning to where they were in the business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who absolutely. who who he worked with first or, you know, a whole lot of stuff. And, and that doesn't change. Like, just because you're first doesn't mean that you don't have to work or anything like that. But it's moments like that where you just seize the opportunity that was had at the moment. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so we get a high from, like, literally just new stuff, ideas and, and vision. Especially we're visionaries. That's what it is. We're visionaries. We see the big picture. Mm-hmm. We see what it could become if I take action, not like we don't think about what happens if I think the difference between security seekers, savers, and these risk takers is that you're going to think about what happens if it doesn't work. I'm never going to consider it. Yeah, it has to work okay. or it has to work. That's just what it is. I got you. That's why risk takers take risks is because it's not about it. It doesn't not work in my head. So in a relationship, though, how does that how does that land with somebody that is the opposite of you? We'll talk about it. Okay. We love finding the next adventure. No idea is too big. No risk is too big. We get excited just from possibility. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think it balances the people out. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because I lit. This is me. This is how I know this is me. Because you know, it's it's the one that's like you, you. This is me. I thrive off of what is going to come mm-hmm. if I take action. Though I don't, I can't consider anything that I'm not going to do. You know what I'm saying? The thought of not doing it. I, I don't get, I won't say it's FOMO, but I can just see the vision so much that it's like, why would I not? And what will not happen? What am I, what am I more, it's also, what am I risking to not do it? Yeah. I think that's what, um, what balances out so well mm-hmm. is that I need that at times. I need that um, risky mentality. I need that risk taker mentality at times. And when I, when I get out of that, you are already, you're in it. You know what I'm saying? And we can kind of bring our powers together yeah. to make, I think, some of the best decisions we've ever made. And I think we make, you know, great decisions thus far. And that's why I said it's not to talk about the downfall. It's not to call, to call out faults. Yeah. It's to talk about the differences and talk about how they work together and why they become superpowers, especially in relationships, business partnerships, and stuff like that. But what happens is people don't know it, so you can't articulate that. And then you have arguments and conversations around stuff, but they're not able to really understand, like, why you might you used to look at me as if like, yo, you just are just, you just careless with the shit. <laughs> yeah. I used to, yeah. We used to get into it. We used to get that. into it all yeah. the time. And I'm just like, why are you 
Like, do you not understand? Do you not believe you have no vision for your life? To, no expectations? That used to piss me off. You know, it used to piss me off that you thought I was so... I, and I think we, we, we were kind of misunderstanding each other. Mm-hmm. You were thinking I was so pessimistic. And no, I was more so like, I'm willing to take the risk. But I'm not willing to take it without X, Y, and Z or or thinking this all the way through. And it, it was just my way of processing mm-hmm. risk. And I think we used to bump heads with that because I'm like, she think I'm I'm being negative. No, I'm not being negative. I can't. I understand. You know, everything's gonna be great. <laughs> you know, it's gonna work out. Everything's gonna work out. Yeah, absolutely, buddy. You know, it's gonna work out. It is gonna work. But it's out. gonna it work out because is. I set it up to work out. You know what I'm saying? That's how correct. I'm and that's what. But this is what makes this conversation so valuable, and people having it and understanding it and. Um, recognizing these things because now that you have, now that you do, you can really make it make sense. Like, hey, I understand that you see the vision. I understand the vision too. I love it. Yeah. But for me to feel comfortable with this, these are the things I need to know. That's a different conversation than saying that shit don't make sense. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Um, and there's a different way for me to say, hey, listen, it's going to be great. It's going to make sense. It's going to work out. Everything's going to work out. But because like now this is what I always come to you with numbers because I know that's what you need. Yeah. Yeah. You know you what do. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so now I can come to you with both my vision, but I can give you the numbers so that you can now make the decision to yourself or be comfortable and confident in what's about to take place. Correct. You know what I mean? Like literally we're talking about it right now. Um, this is definitely coming out after that. We're talking about it right now where I'm like, if this is what I do, if this is what I can produce, if this is how many clients I can um, get, if this is how many speeches I can um, book, um, speaking opportunities I can book, and this is how many clients I can have one hour, or if I up my prices, to the, these are the things that I can do to create this level of income. I think you're like my dad. You know, you're literally oh, like Lord. my dad. My dad has always said, my dad's only thing for us growing up, besides saving your money and not spending it all, was always create a plan. Mm-hmm. So that's why I've always, I'm, I'm a risk taker, but I always have something to go with it. It's never an exit strategy. <laughs> right. But it's always a plan with it. Yeah, I got it. Okay. To get, get it. to it and get through it, but I don't know how to get out get of it. Get out of it, yeah. That's my, that's my, my current, my current working on that. Um, and it says we are, we listen to our gut. hundred percent. I agree. And we're not afraid to actually make a decision. Like we're not going to just sit on it and just, it's, you know, it's not the thought of it. And I, okay, let me think. I'm not a think about it person. It's a, okay. Let's go. Let's go. But we have to be aware of that. We're blinded by possibility. So what does that mean? Does that mean that you're, uh, I can be so high off of what could be. That I do miss all the details. That you miss, yeah, you missed the, okay, I get you. You know, um, lacks reason. <laughs> okay. Easily resented. By who? The the other person. The other person, easily resented. Wow. I, I don't think I've, well, oh, sometimes with crypto, but. Yeah. Here's the thing. <laughs> what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think when you're new to investing, especially if you like we grew up in families that the only investing I think I know of from my parents is from their 401k's. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like job security investing, not actual, oh, here's an opportunity investing, right? And you could probably say the same, right? Yeah. 
Well, except for that one thing that we just hope Man. pops off one day. <laughs> Jesus, hopefully. But even even when we met, babe, I've been like this our whole life. Because when you told me about that one investment that your family was in, and I, I could have just mooched off you and said, one day we're going to be rich. I said, how do I get some? Yeah, but I was telling you to in order for you to get some. But understand that I didn't do no research. I didn't do nothing. You I didn't, didn't look yeah, it up. Right. I had the money, and I bought it. Just took my word for it. Because that's a, I'm a risk taker. Yeah. Does that make sense? And so... um. The thing is, when you grow up in a household, I think, where you don't see that and you don't have those conversations, the only thing you miss is the the, the exit strategy. Or you don't know, okay, well, is it a, you know, especially being new to investing, especially because our, our intro to investing was Forex and crypto, mm-hmm. is that you get high off of the thrill of, well, if it can go here, it can go there. Mm-hmm. And you don't get Absolutely. comfortable with, I just made 20 grand. Exactly. I'm up twenty thousand. I'm up ten thousand dollars. I'm up seven thousand. I'm up two hundred dollars. Yeah. And you, you're literally just looking at like you're just greedy. And if it can do that, it can do this. And if it can do that, you then see it, the yeah. then you see the moon. See the so every single investment opportunity to you is literally is the promise. Up your first million. Yeah. It's gonna be, you know, the one that's gonna be twenty million dollars. I'm up twenty thousand. Don't take profit. Then you get mad when that twenty thousand ain't five. even what you put in. <laughs> And so, you know, that's one of those things like <laughs> you, the the lack in reason and easily resented, but we're impatient and we're insensitive. Mm. And so it says a risk taker can be a great spouse because she it's crazy that it was risk. Because she she it's crazy. And I think that do you think do you think that men let's talk about do you think that men would be more savers and and security seekers because you are the one who has to provide. Yes, I think I think that is mainly why men are the security seekers and the savers because we're thinking always from a long term standpoint, especially when it comes to money. We are thinking maybe a generation ahead, or not even go a generation. We're thinking 10, 20 years ahead. Like, okay, not just what what'll make what'll feel good right now, what'll make me look dope right now, and, and mm-hmm. all this. No, what the heck. Is this going to do or affect me 10 years from now or 20 years from now if I don't save this or I don't invest this into the right place? If I do spend this, what is that going to do for my family? So we we take that mentality on. And, and like I told you in, in the uh, episode, what was it, last season? Mm-hmm. Is that men have a long-term mindset. Women have a short-term mindset. Mm-hmm. Meaning that y'all don't typically care about uh, the aftermath of something you want what you want right now. Yes. And whatever you do, you're going to get it. And you don't really think about, okay, if I do this, what's the result of this? Mm. And will th- will I like that result? Mm. We think about, okay, this is going to do X, Y, Z to this or to that. Okay. I don't think I want to do that because long term, I'm not going to, I'm not going to want to deal with it. Or I'm not going to want to, uh, or this is going to have an effect on my family. Yeah. You know, that's how we are thinking. So we are naturally going to be somebody that look that's looking for security, looking to secure our family mm-hmm. in some form or fashion. And I think that's understandable. And But I think it's, it's your genetic makeup, though. 100%. But that's why I think the book was even written this way, saying that the security seeker and, I mean, the risk taker and the spender are both sheep. <laughs> it's definitely um, stereotyping. It is. Uh, but because it's not a hundred percent true, but it's probably mostly true. It's That's definitely why. mostly true. Mostly if I had to, if I had to, like, pan the room of all the friends I have that are women, yeah, and their their significant others, 
It's definitely. True. It would show up the same way. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it says a risk taker can be a great spouse because she's always thinking about the future. It's just a different version of it. Security seekers and risk takers to me are both future minded. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why we actually work. It's just a different version of the future. Correct. I hundred percent agree. Um, but the challenge is, uh, is to keep her spouse involved in the risk taking decisions and being willing to say no. Mm. Are you all willing to say no? I, I struggle with that. You struggle with saying no. I struggle with no when I'm passionate about something. Gotcha. And and I know that gets on your nerves because you feel like I'm passionate about everything, <laughs> everything that costs money, <laughs> everything that costs money. Your pet. I just believe that this is gonna happen. Yes, I yeah. do. Awesome. So so let's talk about Malcolm again. Starting this season because he's just been you know just trying me a little bit. <laughs> um, here's the security seeker. Security seekers like to know the future is settled and safe. Hundred percent. They are all about planning, consistency, and clear expectations. So their characteristics include being an investigator. Oh, I'll I'll investigate in a minute. Definitely. Where's the money? Where is it? We gotta find it. They're trustworthy because they will rarely put their future on the line for anything. Trustworthy when it comes to money. Spending money or else. just period, like all of it. <laughs> we're not I guess what they're saying is we're not gamblers. Yes. Literally hundred percent. None of these. You're not going to the strip club. Heck no. What? And throwing ones? I'm trying to pick yeah, them up. Yeah, I took Malcolm to the strip club for his jokes. birthday and gave him money to throw at these hoes. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. I took Malcolm to the strip club. <laughs> took him to the strip club for his birthday uh, when we first moved to Atlanta. And I gave him money to throw at the strip club. Do y'all know this man put my money in his pocket? <laughs> he stole my money. Um <laughs> They're willing idiots. to sacrifice. They would rather do without today than to do without tomorrow. Hundred percent. I think I'm not worried about. Um, I'm not worried about material things right now. I'm not worried about um, having having it right now. I'm worried about having it in the future, and I'm worried about quality of life. Yeah, that's I care real. about quality of life. Prepared for anything, and they are never caught without a plan. You ain't gonna catch me lacking, ever. <laughs> You ain't never gonna catch me like I always got a plan. I don't thought, I don't, I don't thought probably three plans over. If this don't work out, that one. If this don't, work, that one. I, I don't thought it all through. So here are some of the flaws, though. They're overly negative. Okay. That's what he said. That he's not. He is. It. It just. It's just. That's how it goes. It's. Oh. It's relative. It's, it's whatever you wanna. It is. It's, it's, it's perspective. It is perspective, but it's just a negative one. Um, <laughs> analysis paralysis. Yeah, I can see that. You talk about it all the time, like yeah, hundred percent. And it stifles their creativity. Is be- what worrying about money mm-hmm. like stifles the creativity? Worrying or? about the future with that money. Yeah, because like, I just can't. I can't do anything that's outside of this box because it would jeopardize my future. Hmm. So I guess that's part of the not taking risk. The downside of not taking risk, mm-hmm. like a risk taker. Mm-hmm. I got you. And so it says they can be a great spouse because his careful, <laughs> his careful planning and steady approach to money can help couples avoid disaster. Say that one more time. A security seeker can be a great spouse because his careful planning and steady approach to money can help couples avoid disaster. Pitfalls. The challenge for the security seeker is to resist making decisions out of fear 
and to know how much financial security is enough. I don't think I know what's enough. I th- I think I struggle with that. Like, what what is enough? When is it good enough to okay? You can you can take a little risk. You can live a little bit, like what you were saying with that. You know, our biggest week in business at that time. Yeah. We don't know, um, because we're always we're always fearful of. The, maybe we feel like it's the inevitable, or maybe we feel like it's the uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it is. It's the uncertainty of I don't know. And that is where the fear comes in, though. That's why it says, are you making a decision? And I remember I asked you that one time uh, recently. Where I was like, is this a, is this res- is this a response, a fear response? Mm-hmm. Or is this really, this is what we need to do, or this is what it needs to be? Or is this a, a response? It's like fight or flight. You know what I mean? Is this a fear response? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what it's saying that the biggest issue with risk takers is, is that they literally can't really decipher between how much is enough so bad that, now I don't know if I'm making these decisions based off of what I'm afraid of could happen and if I'm not in the position to it's like all of that. It's like all of that. <laughs> no, I see, I get it. I I think I think you can um in a relationship, in a relationship at least, I think it could it could set off some, some issues. Uh meaning communication wise, they probably don't communicate their fear or what they're thinking in that moment. And you may they may come out they come out as closed off mm-hmm. or uh, cold when it comes to like this is just a hard no or it's just this and that. Yeah, it is what it is. I think that can cause some issues in a relationship. No, I agree. But this is where I feel like, again, I'm going to keep going back to this point that the problem is never. I don't think the problem financially for people is the money. Like mm-hmm. that's a part of it. But I think the bigger issue is always the the lack of the one, the lack of communication and then the willingness to communicate about it. Because I feel like you can get around all this stuff. Maybe you don't know the direct name for your personality type, but I feel like over time you can get to a point where, OK, this is just what it is. I love that you're a visionary, but this is what I need to feel comfortable. So how do we get to. A six figures saying a six figure saving account because yeah. I think now when you s- start setting those milestones with a person like myself that's not a saver but you are when we started talking about stuff like that like hey here's our goal let's do this then I was more I was less reluctant to spend it was calculated business was risk but I was more focused on a six figure savings account you know um, and so the last one is a flyer right flyers don't think about money. <laughs> they don't think about the component of that as a decision at all. They're not anxious about it. They're not consumed by it. They have absolutely no emotional response to money. These are people that are just content with life. Content. So uh, do they? Do, so they don't spend money. They don't. Well, most of the time money. they don't have they it just, to do anything. Oh, they don't care to make money. They're, they're, it's these like these both. people are like not not really motivated at all by money. But they might. They, exactly. Not by money. They're not motivated, money. just yeah. not by money. Just not by money. You Got know what it. I'm saying? Like, um, so uh, they're big on just relationships and networking. They're happy to let somebody else take care of their finances. Wow. These are probably you know when you think about like how long I stayed at home, like, I'm cool with you paying all my, I was 100% fine with, I, I wish I could go back, do it again. <laughs> That's crazy. And they're not motivated by money, like you said. However, they're very reactionary because now I have to find, I have to figure something out. Mm. If I have to pay a bill, I have to figure something out. So if you, if you got friends like this, or if you got a spouse like this, you know how to communicate with them when it comes to money or you can kind of understand why they have the money habits or lack thereof mm-hmm. because of these personalities. So it says they lack skills to solve money problems. 
Wow. Unresponsible. And when I read that, I'm like, you mean irresponsible? Yeah, I was going to say. It says unresponsible. It says irresponsibility suggests a deliberate lack of maturity. Mm. Flyers aren't trying to be lazy or inattentive. Mm -hmm. They genuinely don't think about money. So that's why they're unresponsive. Unresponsible. Got you. It's because it's not, it's not that I don't, it's not, I'm not, not doing it. I don't have a lack of maturity. I just don't think about it. And so it says they make great spouses because they're fairly easy going about money problems. So if you're married to a spender Mm -hmm. or a risk taker and now we got to figure something out. Yeah, I see it. I They're see a lot it. more easy going to I be. It's, it. it's okay. So they don't really fight. Yeah, this is not really a fight. Think about it. If I told you I lost our house in a bet. My God. You know what I'm saying? The flyer's not that Ooh, person. Lord. And so they aren't going to be controlling or uptight about the finances. The challenge is to stay involved and invested in what the family's financial picture actually is. So based on based on knowing these personalities... Mm-hmm. What would you say is like, I guess, a lesson or life lesson or? Here's the thing. I think I think the basis of our the premise of like what we talk about is about communicating. Mm-hmm. It's talking about talking about it. And I think when you now I think what people need, especially millennials and in this season of time that just we're in, I think we lack the words. I think we lack the the questions. I think we lack the like what is the thing that I need to ask my partner or my friends or my business partner what is the thing that I need to ask so I can actually get an understanding of what's happening here mm. maybe it's financially maybe it's within our partnership whatever I think the biggest thing is that people don't know how to have these conversations because they can't put mostly put it into words and so my life lesson is to create opportunities for you to have these conversations Right. Start doing more in regards to learning about different things and the differences within you so that you can effectively communicate it to the people around you. Because when you're now able to say it properly or say the right things or articulate effectively what I'm trying to tell you, I feel like you eliminate a lot more of the discrepancies. You eliminate the discussions, the arguments or um, people just think you flat out different if you know how to fully effectively articulate my differences to you. Yeah. I think, I think understanding these five personalities and understanding your personality will help somebody one, navigate their life uh, more effectively, but also navigate your finances in a more efficient Mm -hmm. way uh, to get some of the goals that you have accomplished a lot sooner. Um, People that's in business, understand your, your, your money personality, I believe helps you, be that much more successful mm-hmm. um, and especially accomplishing some of the goals that you may have for your family mm-hmm. uh, this stuff is necessary especially if you have a spouse if you don't have a spouse yet understand your personality your money personality before you even get to a relationship with somebody yeah how valuable that is the discussion yeah. that you can have mm-hmm. the value that you can bring um, to that person and help them understanding uh, their own their own thing um, now eliminates a lot of one problems that may that may come up because they will um but also allows you all to mature and grow and learn from each other's um different personalities and bring them all together because there were positives and negatives with both with all, of, all them. of them but all of them allow you to bring a holistic um approach to your finances and mm-hmm. to into how you see money 
um, because we we are we already know that's like one of the number one things when it comes to divorce. Yeah, is money. Mm-hmm. So how can I avoid that? How can I get that out the way? Um, part of that self um, self healing and um, understanding, and we talked about identity, understanding yourself. All that has to do with it. And uh, so I appreciate it. I appreciate the uh, the knowledge. <laughs> this was uh this was an awesome awesome insightful episode I think yeah I was I was enlightened and I was excited to talk about it because I think you guys are going to have a great um, great conversations with your partners your friends um, really just kind of just discovering each other so that we can you know be the best that we can be as a collective like he said the differences become superpowers when they work as a collective yeah right so um that's it guys um welcome to another episode of the so let's talk about a podcast i hope you guys enjoyed it um i'm one of your co-hosts Brittany garrison i'm malcolm garrison and you can follow me um at Brittany Danell. and you can follow me at malcolm underscore two underscores garrison and you can follow the show page at so let's talk about it podcast don't forget to like um share subscribe we want to hear your comments we want to hear what your uh money personality is we will make sure we drop that quiz quiz (laughs) and drop it in the comments too when you find out your your personality drop it in the comments and uh on youtube oh and if you're listening on apple Podcasts, don't forget to rate and review we love you guys and we'll see you guys all right Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about in your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. So your weekly grocery run can feel even more productive and that morning coffee can taste like a little victory. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities to get lower rates on loans. Like for a new ride or finally having a home to call your own. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime Secured Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FTIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details.